First, incorporate rewards, both internal and external, that work for you specifically. That is not for Jane, Thomas, or Edward, but for you. Second, build your night routine. Reverse engineer your schedule by how much sleep you need and make sure you're getting that consistently. Then choose to wind down in a soothing way. This could be a bath, reading, journaling, or something else. Third, sleep hygiene. You want to be sleeping in a dark room with no screens. Keep a pad next to your bedside to take notes in case you wake up. Make sure the temperature is cooler. Have a memory foam mattress and follow your sleep schedule faithfully. Fourth, your morning routine. You want to be waking up naturally. If you're using an alarm, have it be a melodic one set to a wake time in increments of 1.5 hours. You want to hydrate and then you want to get outside, get some sunlight. You want to start your day prioritizing you, meaning tackle your top goal. One, two, three, hey y'all. Welcome to another Coaching Tools episode of the pod, where in under 20 minutes, we'll tackle some of the most urgent and common challenges or setbacks you're dealing with as a CEO, founder, or executive. We're getting great feedback on this episode style, so before I jump in, I would love to hear from you. Email me at podcast at jenniferkamara.com, a topic that, if I were to cover it, would make a world of difference in your productivity. I'll cover as many of these as I can in future episodes. Today we're going to dissect morning and night routines to set you up for success. We'll talk about why we struggle with sticking to routines that serve us, and then I'll share four proven tools you can action today to level up your night and morning routines together with examples. Sound good? Let's dive in then. So you're stuck in the same rut, day after day and week after week. You know you need X number of hours of sleep to be at the energy and productivity level you want to be at tomorrow, but you finish working late and need time to wind down. You choose to watch your favorite show or indulge in whatever your guilty pleasure is. That could be social media scrolling or whatever else. Now you're acting as evening you. Discipline's out the window. You may find it tough to switch the TV off. Or worse, go down the rabbit hole on something your brain has now convinced you that you need to learn all about right now. By the time you muster the strength to put an end to it, it's too late. You're heading to bed feeling guilty, knowing you're going to get far less sleep than you'd want. You're then tossing and turning because you've been looking at a screen and are finding it hard to go to sleep. When you finally do sleep, you wake up in the middle of the night. In the morning, you hit snooze. You get a later or more tired start to your day. You tell yourself this was the last time you've learned your lesson, and then you end up doing it all over again. You don't want to be here, but you are. Oh, I feel your pain. I've been there. We all have. And I got you. Today, we're going to cover proven tools to whip you out of this seemingly perpetual cycle. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything, team. This will be hard to do. It'll feel like an uphill battle, simply because of this concept called reinforcement and how reinforcement works. What you were doing was your brain following immediate rewards, which feel good. That is, Staying up to scroll on social media or watch your show felt good and was an immediate positive reinforcement, which makes you want to scroll or watch something to feel good when you're tired after a long and productive day. Completely normal behavior. There's nothing wrong with you. 
But don't take my word for it. According to Psychology Today, we struggle to form good habits, not because of a lack of self-discipline or education, but because we are biologically predisposed to repeat behaviors based on their immediate physical, social, and emotional consequences. This is true across the animal kingdom and predates humans by millions of years. Today, following this dopamine hit leads to addictive behaviors like being addicted to your phone or social media or television or worse, substances. However, there is good news, my friends. Only humans have the capacity to turn reinforcement into our advantage, meaning we can flip reinforcement to work for us. Now, how do you do that? You might ask. Well, this brings me to our first tool, incorporating rewards into forming good behaviors. Choosing to journal or read before bed is a higher inertia activity for some than turning to your guilty pleasure, be it TV, social media, or whatever else. You can tag a reward to this good behavior to encourage more of it. There are two types of rewards, external ones, which include socializing the experiment. Here, you might read before bed with your partner and make this a social routine that you end up looking forward to together. Second example of an external reward could be building in competition, corporation, novelty, or adventure. Here, you might tell your friends or peer group, hey, I'm doing a reading before bed challenge. You can invite them to join and you can hold each other accountable and tell each other how it went. A third example could be using a log to visualize your progress. So here you'd record a streak of how many days you stuck to your healthy routine of reading in bed. If you're like me, that's super motivating to see a string of check marks and is much tougher to break the longer you go. Now, I understand that this may not work for other personalities and also want to call out that you definitely don't want this behavior to become a handcuff that doesn't serve you. So, for example, you not saying yes to an experience with friends that you value at night because you need to cross off a checkmark. Keep an eye for this. Another example of an external reward is rewarding ourselves for hitting a milestone with something that you know is exciting to you. Kachang, love this one. So here you would think about how can you celebrate achieving a week of reading before bed and no screen time? Personally, I like to enjoy my favorite show on the Friday after a full Sunday to Thursday. But what will work for you specifically? We're talking about you, not me. Then there are internal rewards, which are even more important for long-term success than external ones. So I feel great and I'm so much more productive after getting a good night's sleep. And that is honestly a huge part of why I prioritize it. A friend of mine, Lauren Dunford, distilled this concept down beautifully for me. She said, if I get a full night's sleep, I am 100% energy level the next day. Anything less diminishes my productivity. Every minute or hour that I get less diminishes my ability to be at 100% the next day. This is exactly how I feel and the calculation that I'm making when I choose to prioritize my night and my morning routines. Another internal reward you might incorporate is positive self-talk. So this is like giving yourself a pat on the back or vocalizing to yourself, hey, I'm proud of you for choosing you tonight. And you can journal this if you journal and make it a habit. Another internal reward is visualization. Personally, in my moments of weakness, I visualize myself on the days I'm rested in the morning versus the ones where I'm tired in the morning. This is so powerful. I feel like one of the worst feelings for me is waking up feeling tired. So with all of this, me yapping your ears off about rewards, we're going to be choosing the internal and external ones that work for you and incorporating them into your routine. Which brings me to my next tool, your bedtime routine. 
You want to develop a sleep schedule, meaning a schedule in which you're going to bed and waking up around the same time every day. To do this, you want to work backwards, meaning how much time do you need to sleep and then work backwards from there to make sure you're getting that amount of time. Now, I know you're busy and I also know that you have this one body to get through life with. Your body is the vehicle in which you will experience the world for better or for worse. So I suggest taking care of it and how you eat, how you exercise and how you sleep. Sleep-wise, studies suggest to aim for about eight hours consistently. I know folks who get by on six, but with age, they find it tough to keep that up. The science is still young, and while we may not yet understand the precise mechanisms behind it, studies are showing that a lack of sleep is correlated with shaving off years off our lives. Now, humans are resilient, so if you're consistently underslept, don't panic. But you're also not a robot, and you need rest as a human being to go the distance. If you're consistently getting six hours or less, you can do better. Of course, see your physician for specific advice on how much sleep you need. I am not a physician. That said, important to prioritize your sleep. To get eight hours of sleep, you have about 16 hours of wake time left. So to protect the eight hours of rest, this means looking at your calendar and taking stock of how long are you working for? How long do you need for your relationships, meaning your family and friend time, as well as for yourself, meaning time to decompress, eat, shower, and also, duh, time for fun. And then make the call on where you need to do some rearranging. You can ask yourself, what are you willing to let go of in service of what you want? If what you want is to feel energized and have fun while making progress toward your top goals, then what are you going to rearrange to make sure you're getting enough sleep? This might mean you're willing to sacrifice not watching your favorite show or scrolling for 30 minutes less on social media per night in service of being more energized and hence enjoying your weekdays more. Soothing, relaxing activities I recommend for winding down are a warm bath. This really helps calm you down. Other folks enjoy journaling or meditating. I really enjoy reading. You can also experiment with others and definitely let me know what else is working for you. But key here is you want to calm down and wind down and get your body ready for bedtime. So let's talk about sleep hygiene next. This is our third tool. The book Why We Sleep goes into detail, but here's a distilled version infused with other tips I've learned and incorporated along the way. I mentioned this earlier, but you want to have the same sleep schedule daily. Essentially, you want to be sleeping and waking up around the same time each day. This is important for your circadian rhythm, which affects your metabolism, which impacts your brain function and your overall health. It's the single most important thing to prioritize. If you take away one thing from this recording, y'all, let it be this. Get your sleep schedule to be consistent. Next, no screens before bed. So aim for about 30 minutes before bed, but if you can hit about an hour or more, that's wonderful, even better. How our brains work is screens wake us up. Also, as hunter-gatherers, we had this function where we'd have a wave of energy available at the end of the day to find shelter to sleep, which gets activated close to bedtime, which is why you might then feel very awake. So you want to wind down, create this calm, dim environment to signal to your brain that it's bedtime. For that, I suggest no computer or cell phone, no iPad, no screens, period, in the bedroom. Amazing. Now we discussed your bedtime routine. Let's talk about your sleep setup or your sleep hygiene, which is going to be our third tool. Jumping in, you want your temperature to be lower. Our bodies heat up when we wake up and cool down to get us into deep sleep. Next, sleep position. Studies have shown face down with one leg at 90 degrees is great. Another position is on the side with a pillow between your legs and one that elevates your head until your spine is straight and a third thick pillow to hug. Sleep surface-wise, a memory foam bed has shown to be helpful. In terms of the room, 
dark with no lights before bedtime. You want to have dark shades, preferably ones that open up around your natural wake time. No assumptions here. I know some of us may be working night shifts and waking up later in the day. And then again, no screens. If you're waking up during the night with thoughts racing about work, don't fight it. This is your brain trying desperately not to forget a task or a strategy. Helpful here, just keep a notepad and pen next to your bed. And when you wake up with these thoughts, write them down. Your mind will then have permission to let go of them, knowing that you've recorded it. And I'll also record an episode on how to organize your to-dos to help you feel more comfort that you will take care of this when you wake up. If you're still feeling awake after you've woken up at night, again, try not to fight it. Don't toss and turn if you're not falling back asleep. Try picking up a Kindle and reading or journaling. Again, you want to pick a soothing activity instead of a stimulating one. Whatever you do, no screens. So no picking up the iPad or the computer or the phone or watching TV. Sometimes moving from the bedroom to the couch to do the soothing activity helps you keep the bed framed as a sleep space in your brain. And then when you're soothed, you'll tire out and you'll fall back asleep. So hopefully this helps you with sleeping better. Now let's talk about waking up. Your fourth tool here is your morning routine. First, you want to be waking up according to your sleep schedule, so around that same time each day, and wanting that to be a natural wake-up time for you. Let's talk about alarms. If you're using one, studies have shown that choosing a melodic sound that gently wakes you up as opposed to one that is jarring is generally healthier for you. It reduces attention issues and improves your psychomotor abilities. Next, whatever you do, don't hit snooze, y'all. I've been here it's not healthy. Don't do it. I used to struggle with this one, so I get it. Your body goes from light to deep to REM sleep, and all of these make up a sleep cycle. Close to your wake-up time, your body starts to release hormones and increase its temperature to facilitate waking. And when you're close to waking, you are in light sleep. Snoozing resets your sleep cycle, and you end up feeling groggy when you're pulled out of deep sleep. So rather than hitting snooze, just go for a sleep cycle, which is about an hour and a half, and you'll awake feeling refreshed. Next on the morning routine, hydrate. It helps wake up your body. And speaking in the realm of hydration, in terms of coffee, try to wait 90 minutes after waking to allow the coffee to be more effective. The science behind it is it'll be more effective at blocking the receptors that keep you alert. Huberman talks about this on his podcast. You can check it out. Otherwise, you will likely get that low energy crash in the afternoon. Next in your morning routine, sunlight. You want to get it within about 30 minutes of waking. Humans are not built to be spending all our time indoors in artificial conditions, so try and get outside. The sunlight helps regulate your circadian rhythm and tells your body it's a daytime. Indoor light and screens are not sufficient. Even a 10-minute walk on a cloudy day outside is better than staying indoors. Again, Huberman talks about this on his pod. Next and overall really important one I want to cover here is start your day prioritizing yourself if you can. I know it's tough with kids and not always possible with life, but it's so worth it prioritizing yourself in the long term. What I mean by this is a few things. Your exercise, your diet, and your mental health. Also, that most important task that you must complete for the day. With exercise, if you do this first thing in the morning, it gives you an endorphin boost, which I personally am so addicted to. Feels amazing. But even if you can't exercise in the morning, at least move your body each day. Studies have shown this helps with sleep. For mental health, journal your top goal and what you're grateful for. And I won't go into diet on this pod because it's a big topic. But generally eat whole and healthy foods. They support good sleep and energy. And the last thing I'll say, and I know I've been agile today, is start your day by eating the frog. 
What I mean by that is start it by tackling your top goal, meaning the most important thing you need to get done for today. If your schedule isn't currently set up to allow you to work on your most important task first, or at least in the morning when you're likely to have the highest energy level, I suggest you rearrange it to prioritize this time. I discuss what your top goal is and how to prioritize it in the episode titled Four Tools to 10X Your Productivity, so go check it out. A reward you can incorporate here is perhaps you drink your morning coffee or tea or whatever it is that you look forward to doing in the morning after you've gone outside, exercised, and completed your top goal. So about 90 minutes or more after waking. What other rewards can you think of to incorporate here? And that, friends, is one way you can organize your morning and night routines to set you up for success. If you follow these, I guarantee you'll feel like the champion you are. Let's summarize them. First, incorporate rewards, both internal and external, that work for you specifically. That is not for Jane, Thomas, or Edward, but for you. Second, build your night routine. Reverse engineer your schedule by how much sleep you need and make sure you're getting that consistently, most importantly. Then, choose to wind down in a soothing way. This could be a bath, reading, journaling, or something else. And incorporate rewards to motivate this behavior for yourself. Third, sleep hygiene. You want to be sleeping in a dark room with no screens. Keep a pad next to your bedside to take notes in case you wake up. Make sure the temperature is cooler. Have a memory foam mattress and follow your sleep schedule faithfully. Fourth, your morning routine. You want to be waking up naturally again to your sleep schedule. If you're using an alarm, have it be a melodic one set to a wake time in increments of 1.5 hour sleep cycle lengths. First thing you want to hydrate and then you want to get outside, get some sunlight. You want to start your day prioritizing you, meaning tackle your top goal, get it out of the way, and if possible, exercise. Again, make sure you're building in rewards to motivate this behavior for yourself. And with all of that said, I know y'all are high achievers and are going to crush this. So I want to remind you to be flexible with all your routines too. Rather than be handcuffed to them where they end up limiting you, you want them to serve you. So be adaptable. What that might look like is sometimes you want to stay out late or you want to engage in an experience that is valuable to you where you're not following your routine. Good for you. Your life is meant to be enjoyed and your routines are meant to work for you, not the other way around. So that's it, y'all. Let me know how it goes. Let me know what worked for you, what didn't work for you. Let me know what I missed. What tools do you know of that are helpful that I should add to this so others can benefit too? I read all your messages. Write me at podcast at jennifercamara.com. I can't wait to see you in my inbox. If you found this useful, I'd love you to share it with someone who needs it. All right, y'all, you've got this. I believe in you and I'm sending so much love. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like what you hear, leave a review and share.